1: Welcome. Great to have all of you. Tune us in, turn us on over there at Facebook and YouTube and Spreaker and something else. Thank you if you're watching this. Uh, Welcome to everybody out there. Yep. Catherine Hudson's in the house. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, but shout out to David. Hello, David. Hello. And Benny. Yo, what's happening? Yeah, D and B. (laughs) Or B and D.
0: Well, we're gonna to have to go through some serious issues there because there's in the Dave and Buster's, so we might get sued right away. So we're gonna to have to come up with different of different names, right, David? Right? We have to come up with something. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm
1: cool with like BD. That works. I don't know about that either. I don't know about that <laughs> one either. Okay, we're gonna to have to work on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, hey, everybody, welcome to terrific Tuesday. It certainly is that. Why the heck do I say that? You know, why is it terrific Tuesday? Um, a couple things I learned, a couple things I still have to learn, but in the end, you know, when you are like zoomed in, oh, no pun intended. When you're like zoomed in on your, you, it, it's like, oh, we were talking about last show, the radar, when you can really follow the radar, what happens? How does your life change? Does your list of purpose-driven items increase or are you having a blank sheet of paper? It doesn't matter where you are. This is the moment we get to get some help. Today, Katherine Hudson inviting angels into your life. Assistance and support from the angelic realm. Now, here's the thing. Um, once upon a time, I did a show. I couldn't find it, Benny. I'm going to have to do another show on this. Where I stopped and I, I acknowledged every person in my life that's shown up whether they were physically in earth skin or not right. all of them i gave the situations i did an entire hour in deep gratitude for all of them and i gave little snippets right along the way of what the deal was what mm-hmm. the situation was but why is that you know what is it was it was it growing up in the Bronx and living in the projects? And I don't know. Was it that part of it? Was there a sense of reality? Um, what was it? Was it about being outgoing? Was it about perhaps back then I was an Italian, Latino, Catholic family? Boom, there's that. You know, was it that? Uh, then there was the stepmom who joined the Italian thing family, Southern woman. Yep, I'm telling you, Mama Doris. (laughs) Mama Doris, first child 12, second child 13. Mama Doris, perseverance, Southern Baptist, but she had her own rules about that. What is it about that that we can learn if we want to learn? Or better yet, what is it about inviting angels into our lives that can literally transform tragedy into something else what Mm -hmm. is it about that well that's what my guest is about this is this is like wait to hear this story wait to hear the catherine's story Mm -hmm. you know this is somebody who has shifting in life just like me and is like oh that's like an angel thing Mm -hmm. but today you're going to hear from her you're going to hear her story you're going to hear the book we have got benny three copies of this book to give away. Catherine, it's great to have you, welcome.
2: Thanks so much, Dr. Pat, I'm delighted to be with you. Another one Bronx chick to another.
1: Yeah, so I wanna come out of the gate with this because look, you heard the question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? There's another question, and I've been asking this question for like 16 years. I gave a brief introduction of you, we're gonna talk more about this, you know, about your story. But I wanna know what are the obstacles What are the challenges that you had to go through to get to this very moment, like
2: right now? Mm. So, uh, in addition to the kinds of things that you could imagine growing up, uh, nine people in a walk-up apartment in the Bronx, um, growing up at a time where drugs, alcohol were rampant, um, and I took advantage of them. Growing up at a time where there was violence outside of the home, but also uh, to a degree within the home. So there was all of that. And then afterward, making choices specifically to get me out of that context, but making those choices with logical, with logic and with the head. And um, that landed me actually on Wall Street. It got me through a university. It got me through Georgetown. But after that, I ended up on Wall Street, which was really going from the, the fire to the frying pan. It was really, you know, chalk uh, town and not really in accordance or resonance with who I am, but I, you know, I come from a, a long line of fake it till you make it. So, um, really spent a lot of time pretending to be something I wasn't. So I would say that the major obstacle, whether it was pretending to be a druggie or a, or a party girl or pretending to be a biker chick or pretending to be a tough girl, or pretending to be a tough Wall Street banker. I think the biggest obstacle was finally letting go of all of that, to be myself. Because once I found that sweet spot, uh, things got a lot easier. You
1: know, and this is really why I was excited to talk with you today. Um, I shared a little bit of a story in the last show about my first year or so doing this. I did not enter this venue. Uh, What do people say? awakened or enlightened I entered this venue with a hunger and a thirst for something other than the life I was living and you just described it pretty much um I used to have a t-shirt that said something like drugs and alcohol are us or something ridiculous (laughs) like that you know that was our family motto right um for quitters
2: (laughs) (laughs) sorry but yeah it's the same kind of a context
1: (laughs) i don't know if you can see it here i don't know how close i got to get for you guys to see that scar up there Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. i got that in a project myself and um oh devita i think it was myself little kid jumping on the bed you know like a crazy person jumped too high and fell on and knocked myself on a radiator my dad like says Oh,
2: that's why Like you ended up the way you did. Um, <laughs> well, I've got mine here, which is from the project, Let's see. Swings.
1: Oh, yeah,
2: so, yeah. Bit which were metal with no, uh, no, nothing to fall on the concrete, so. Uh,
1: okay, so when, when we actually meet, we're gonna have a monkey bar race.
2: Sounds like fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's, that's a small part of us talking story our journey There are things that then happen, right? There are things, you know, the fast life of Wall Street, um, uh, drugs, alcohol, Paris. Well, I say that, but let me just comment. Mm -hmm. I'm in Seattle. I grew up on the East Coast. I'm in Seattle. I can't imagine not being in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. And spiritual guides and teachers will tell me why. But you, how did you make that circle?
2: I was about six when I stole my older sister's French book and started learning how to teach to to speak French. So uh, I remember going down into the street and saying, "La plume de ma tante est bleu." You know, and and one of the girls, Janet, she I remember who it was actually said, "Ah!" Didn't like that very much and chased me. I was always fast, but. Uh, Something was in me from the very beginning and I wanted to come here and I didn't recognize it then, but it was a soul call. And uh, I'm actually writing a book about that soul calls, bring us to sweet spots. So I, um, I actually became a banker specifically to get myself to France. Uh, unfortunately, since I was goofing around a lot, it took me a while, <laughs> but eventually it worked.
1: It'd be 13 years to get an undergraduate
2: degree. Okay. You understand that.
1: We're good. Not only do I understand, but that was not my priority. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, my priority was Stonewall, um, Woodstock, uh, Donna Summer, uh, Studio, whatever it was. I, I, I mean, come on. None of it was about life.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and I'm just like 19 at that point. Uh, it didn't get much better till I got a bit older and uh, put the drugs and alcohol down. And I was 40. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to ask you about this. Yeah. I was unrecognizable. I looked in the mirror. But here's the thing I want to ask you about. Because this is a beautiful book. And it's a book, as I said before, this is a book when you read about it, it's going to help people like, yeah, I can get help. I don't have to fight this alone. I'm not the, you know, I don't know all the answers, but I can get them. Yeah. But we've got to reach out. We've got to be able to ask for help. That's right. And I want to ask you about that because it's surreal when we look at our, when you and I are sitting here talking, and this is my 16th year, 10 years for the network. It's like, how? So I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. how? Mm. How did you get here? Who are the angels that
2: popped out to help you? (laughs) I, I, I like to joke and say that that uh, I was doing a little bit of na 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 And so um, an angel, I would argue that it was actually an angel or somebody very connected, sent by, uh, came into a branch of a bank. I was working across from uh, Grand Central Station in the middle of Manhattan, came into the bank that day. Uh, came directly for my desk and I was trying to dodge people because I was pretty hungover that morning. And uh, I was hoping she would go to somebody else and she didn't and I tried to ignore her and she persisted and then she sat down to wait for me even though I had given her my back. I did everything to not be a welcoming banker. And so finally, when I extended my hand and I said, welcome to the bank, I'm Catherine Hudson you know, looking at her like, <laughs> how may I help you? And she didn't take my hand. She said, no, I'm here to help you. And every time I tell this, it gets, me. and she put this in my hand. I don't know if you can see it, but it's an amethyst crystal. Yeah. It's beautiful. She put it in my hand and she said, this will help you with your addictions. Mm. For the first time in my life, I didn't have a smart house come back. I was working on it though my head was running as fast as it could worrying thinking what could this possibly be and finally ding! i thought i had it and lifted my head to say you can't sell this stuff here you know this is not a this is a place of business the woman was already out the door she was just leaving <laughs> so somebody i never saw before never saw after uh, now that the book's out in english and i'm starting to to make a little bit of noise wouldn't it be wonderful if she came forward but came into the bank to give me a crystal and that message. And um, after that, I studied crystals. I have a book on crystals that's going to be coming out next year by the same uh, uh, publisher, of course. But um, it shook me. The experience shook me when I recount it. Even now it shakes me. And, and, and it makes me cry because I'm so grateful. But I have a theory. I think that my, my guardian angels, you know, that they do protect us. Even if we don't invite them in, they protect us when we get ourselves into trouble. Uh, if there's mortal risk, they come. To, they come to the fore. And I think I was keeping them too busy. So they said, you know what? Let's let's just you know, throw her a rock and wake her up. But um, from that moment, things started to shift. It wasn't overnight. I was pretty scared of this actually. Um, but it kept turning up. And I got transferred to Philadelphia. And then things got better because I was out of that um, habit, out of the place where I was doing these things that were auto self-sabotaging, really. And who knew that banks like it when you show up for work? So then they loved me. <laughs> and uh I had some success and they sent me here to Paris to open up a, a branch. Um until until a couple of years later when they changed uh strategy but even there i got a message you know to wait not to quit to wait wait a year and um i would i would say that the reason i wrote that book maybe there's two one is so that anybody who's wondering will know that you can never be too lost and everybody can make it back and everybody can have access You just have to well and you that, that they're really tangible yeah. You know, yeah. that, it, that it actually helps with real life situations. It's not just, you know, floaty, floaty uh, cloudy stuff. No, mm-hmm. that's not what's in the book. That's why I
1: love this. And, mm-hmm. you know, for people, you also put, I love that you have definitions in here of angel and archangel. I just love it um, because I, I want to get back to what you said. And then I want to talk about, you know, like the who's who. Because sometimes I do better if I can focus and say, uh, I'm a little stuck creatively. I need a little creative boost. And I can talk specifically about that. Mm -hmm. But the idea of not being, not ever being too lost to not get back, isn't that a message for our time?
2: Uh, Yeah. I don't think there's an accident, but I got so lost. Me either. Yeah. Me either.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, question, and this is yeah. something I've always pondered. Um, sometimes I've heard voices even at a very young age, and I've mm-hmm. shared this story about how I knew my mother died before the nuns at Catholic boarding school when I was six. I've shared that other times they've been people and, and my sense has always been, maybe I'm blocked and can't hear, but somehow y'all are going through here. For example, my job after being homeless was with the phone company. I'd put my application in because my stepmom was like, nobody's ever going to hire you. You need to go work for them people. They don't fire anybody. And so oh. I did. And then in the middle of my homelessness, I happened to call to see if I got the job, right? And this woman, Doris Stoner, Um, She says, yes, we've been trying to reach you. You come in for an interview. So I come in, here I am, I'm 17 and I've got like, I don't even know what I look like. She took one look at me for a mailroom job, by the way, and (laughs) said to me, I don't know what it is. Everything on paper says we here in the Bell system We don't hire people out 48 days in their high school year. We don't do it. But there's something about you. I'm going to make an exception. Now, I don't know if you know about the Bell system, the old Bell system. They had five volumes about three inches thick of of guidelines. Mm
2: -mm, mm -mm.
1: That had to be an angel. Do angels come through other people? Yeah,
2: I would say most often they do because most of us, Um, and I know for the most part of my life, you know, are doing a little bit of this, no, 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 closing off. Um, Every time we build up our defenses to protect ourselves against a world that's just a little bit crazy or a lot, um, that also closes down the fluidity of our channel, of our communication with the angels. So they are more apt in most cases to speak to us through other people and the other people are inspired I think everybody's probably had the experience where something comes out of our mouth and we don't even know why we said it, but then it's a moment of grace for the person who hears it. That's angel action to me.
1: I want to ask you this question, um, and this is in the context, if you don't mind, talking with us about the work that you do, helping people connect, but also to really talk about angels, archangels, and guides. But I want to jump to the part of the book which boy, you don't waste any time saying your clairvoyant gifts. You've got to open the channel, open the channel, open the channel. I mean, that thing stuck with me. It's almost like a little mantra now, like when I'm feeling shut down, when I'm feeling a little angry, when I'm feeling whatever that is, or I feel stuck or maybe disappointed. I don't know. You probably have a whole list,
2: <laughs>
1: but this is so important. And sometimes people think I've, can't teach it old dog new tricks but when it comes to this i don't think that's true tell us about the importance of opening the channel and what that has come to mean to you
2: yeah so um in terms of old dog new tricks i i think it's got nothing to do with age I think that we come to the moment and the time when this is to happen, or we hear about it exactly at the right moment. If we're not ready, we we won't hear it, even if it's said. And when it's time, we'll hear it. Um, For me, it's got everything to do with uh, peace and joy and calm. The the image that comes to me is, imagine if there's, there's a faucet and the faucet is clogged and the water's trying to get through but it can't all of the pressure that's in that now think of us when we're not open and flowing in the way that I'm talking about frankly it's most of us and right now the pressure's mounting so the idea is that opening the channel actually lets things flow through us we don't get caught up in them in the crap if you'll excuse the expression and things flow um much more easily and then of course, then we're all also open to guidance and to more and more synchronicities, whether or not we hear voices. And frankly, I'm, I'm convinced that we only hear voices, actual voices, um, pretty rarely because a lot of people are scared by voices. And so angels don't want to scare us, but we'll, we'll get signs and there's a whole lot of, "Ha! Huh, look at that, isn't that funny? Before we actually catch on that there's a pattern, <laughs> there's a knocking at the door. But I think that the opening of the channel is important for two reasons. One is for our health, our basic health, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And the other is for, you know, letting letting the divine carry us, letting the angels carry us. Because this life can be heavy, carrying it on our own all the time. The catch line for the book is, um, you don't have to do everything yourself. And I learned the opposite when I was a kid. I thought I had to do everything myself. Boy, was I glad when I finally realized it wasn't true. I'm telling
1: you, that was like a breakthrough for me. And, you know, it really leads to what I want to talk with you about. And and that is learning to, learning to ask for help. But also Mm -hmm. sometimes my learning hasn't been, oh, can you help me? It's been like, oh, come on, step up, please. Get Mm -hmm. in the game. I can't do it. Whatever it is, um, and I want to talk about that because you know at some point in time, you know maybe in my life, whether it was religious upbringing or whatever it is, I thought I had to be a certain way to speak to God, angel, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Until at six years old, I had an encounter. Um, but I want to to do this and ask you this question: What is the message to help people literally? put all of the ideas behind them about what you've been taught or what you think you should do, or maybe you should be kneeling or mm-hmm. how about some foxhole prayers? Yeah. Tell us what you've learned, especially in the context of this book, because you
2: addressed this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up in the Catholic tradition. Some of it's so beautiful that it's moving. Yes. But again and again, what I hear is as long as it's from the heart, that's what matters. And so if we can ever get into a space where we recognize that there's so much love and no matter how we put it, if we reach out and simply and with our own words, that's exactly what they're waiting for. That's exactly what is, um, is highest expression because it's not a copy of somebody else's, it's our unique reaching out. Mm. So, so I'm a fan of of the psalms and, and singing and choirs and beautiful uh, church stuff because church was my only haven. It was my peace when I was a kid. A but not not necessary. And uh, what the only thing that is necessary is authenticity and heart.
1: And you talk about this in the book in a couple of different ways. I uh, just want to say for folks just tuning in, um, Catherine Hudson is joining me here today, inviting angels into your life, assistance and support from the angelic realm. Uh, we're going to take a short break because when we come back, we're going to get into who are they? What do they do? How do we know when they're showing up? Can we feel a little bit of Uriel next to us or somebody? And then how to open up how to watch the signs everything's in this book and the power of the inner child benny we have a number of copies to give away so let's just kick this up 1-800-930-2819 one 930 2819 benny will take care of that how do people find out about you and how do they get a copy of the book
2: so um, for me, my website is Katherine Hudson, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, Hudson Like the River, .fr. It will be transitioning to dot .net soon. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I do daily messages from the angels, and I've been having a lot of fun within it it's to celebrate the coming out in English of the book. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm um, setting up a YouTube channel, so I'm gonna be out playing um, in, a, in a larger sense. Uh, more and more. And so please feel free to contact me. The book is available on Simon & Schuster's website, Inner Traditions, Finhorn Press, and also, of course, the ubiquitous Amazon. Um, I actually got my copy from um, Book Depository. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten it yet. It hasn't arrived here. But one day I will have a copy in my house. So thank you for asking. Yeah. And yeah,
1: and we're going to talk about what it is about the messages that come through. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about, yeah, dial an angel. That's what we're going to be talking about. 1-800-930-2819 for copies of the book. Benny, what do you think? Should we go to a little break here? Let's do it. Let's do it. Are you meeting your
2: sales goals or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine? Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and
1: become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www. Divinelydrivenresults.com.
0: are you ready to invest in your best self join sabrina wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life live the good life connecting your physical and spiritual self with sabrina wright every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
2: What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff. Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com.
0: Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate and transform we are transforming the world one listener at a time sometimes being human has its challenges our physical health falters our spirits sag our dreams don't immediately come to fruition welcome to the power of maximum medicine radio join me Doc Martin in conversations that will blow your mind about healing In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Hey everybody, welcome
1: back, welcome back, and just want to tell you we've got three copies of this fantastic, Inviting Angels into Your Life, Assistance and Support from the Angelic Realm, and you're going to hear now everything that's in this book. What I loved about it is not only do you get to meet the angels and the archangels, but What Catherine does is she takes you through things to understand what are the attributes? What do they do? You know, what are some notes about them? You know, what are these 15 archangels? And then once you do connect... What are some of the actions you can take? And it's full, filled with really cool stories, too. So we have three copies to give away, 1-800-930-2819. And we'll take the first callers. That's the way we generally do it. Um, and if we don't give it away, then what we'll do, uh, David, over on Facebook, we will uh, put it out there. And the first one that pops up, we will just like to give stuff away. Um, Catherine, thank you so much for today. I want to get deep into the angels because I shared a little story with you that I've shared on air before. Um, and sometimes we hear things when I was younger, I'm telling you, I could tell you more stories about seeing spirits and all of that up until age 10. I spent a lot of time in Dr. Jacoby's office, the family psychiatrist, but here it is. Sometimes we don't think we're worthy to connect with angels. Sometimes we don't think that there's a problem big enough. Sometimes we don't know how to ask. Sometimes we think we have to be in a ritual state. We have a lot of rules. Tell us what the real deal is and introduce us to the archangels.
2: Oh, thank you for this question. So um, from our our side there are so many rules it's almost as if human beings want to appropriate this and keep it a special experience for the elite but the truth is that our guardian angels are there basically waiting on us from the day we're born (laughs) waiting until we call on them and really the rules are simple have a desire to connect with them and ask so for our guardian presence so when if i say angels i'm talking about our guardian angels from the moment that we're born before the moment we're born when our life plan and purpose is set out the angels basically go oh i want to go with her or i want to go with him it's going to be wild but then when we come into the earth plane we forget and they're forgetting distances us from uh, knowing and understanding what our purpose is why we're here and the angels often basically just kind of hang around and wait until perhaps we come to recognize that they're there and ask them. I often say to people, don't take my word for it, try it. Because the moment that we do, even for a moment, just say, okay, I don't know if you really exist, but this crazy woman from the Bronx who lives in Paris said to try it, so I'm going to try it. If you're there, show me. (laughs) simple as that, and things start to happen. And when things start to happen, we look at them and we say, hmm, that's interesting. And then our head right away is going to say, oh, but no, it's normal that there are there are feathers, there are birds. And uh, right away, the head, almost too fast, tries to uh, logic it away. Uh, and that's the best sign of all. Because uh, if our head is reacting, trying to protect us from growing and developing and opening, uh, that means that we're onto something. So the guardian presence is there from the beginning till the end. In addition, there are archangels. Archangels are um, expressions of divine qualities. So uh, I always laugh. I think of my mother when she used to say, well, with seven kids and crazy, uh, oh, God, give me strength. (laughs) So the strength of God is Archangel Michael. Mm -hmm. Or if someone's praying for healing, the healing of God is Archangel Raphael etc. And right now, uh, Uriel is, is the fire of God for transitions and chaos and catastrophes. So we know that Uriel is pretty busy. So the idea is to recognize that calling on angels, whether or not we believe at the outset, will open the door to experiences, which will then give us confidence. Somebody asked me on a radio program here in uh, France once, uh, to what percentage. I believed in what I was saying. And I said, you know, thank you for asking that because it's really 100%. The reason it's 100% is because experience after experience, one after the other, I would have to be an idiot and illogical not to uh, draw from all of that evidence the conclusion that this is something actually uh, active in my life and very, very helpful.
1: And, you know, it's interesting you say that because I'm looking back on my life, you know, contemplating writing a book. One of the things I look back on is all of the things that, you know, otherwise for the connection you're talking about would have turned out disastrously, you know, logical things like, oh my gosh, you got out of the car on the edge of a cliff. You didn't put the car in park. Linda's in the car and you got out and you started to walk to look at the scene. But guess what? Why didn't you shut the door? You didn't Mm -hmm. shut the door. The car starts to move towards the cliff. And so why was the door open? It was open so you could turn around, see it move and jump in and stop the car. Um, I don't take credit for that. Um, There are 15 angels. Some of them people are familiar with, some Mm -hmm. of them not. Let's go down the list in whatever order you like. They're the ones we know, Mm -hmm. the Michaels, the Gabriels, the Raphael, some of those. Can we talk about those? But I also want to talk about some of the ones that people may not have heard about or don't understand the potentiality and power uh, that they have to
2: help us. Okay. But uh, the first thing I want to say is that I, there are 15 that I include in the book. Those are the 15 that I work with most closely. But since, as I said, I'm referring to archangels as qualities of God, of the divine, yep. and there is an infinite number of qualities of the divine. So there's an infinite number of archangels. The 15 that I have presented in the book are the ones that are um, allies. And uh, I find that each of them has their place in life. And so I wanted to show that to people. So um, do you want me just to run down them? or do you? I'd like
1: you to run questions? down them because right. I find it interesting that here's this book that comes out now in the middle of one of the worst, um, let's <clears> just call it crises we've had in a really long time. And I believe every one of the 15 are
2: needed right now. Yeah, I think you're right. So um, Archangel Michael is the power of God. He helps us to stand in our power. And he, help, and he helps us by protecting us until we're solid in our power. And even if we're solid in our power, he'll accompany us um, with a sword. And I don't know about you, but it's not bad to have a friend who has a sword. Um, Archangel Raphael is about healing. Could that be more pertinent? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle is about communication. And I think that both divine communication so that we feel supported, but also how we communicate to each other, that that becomes more loving and is more an expression of who we are truly, rather than expressing our fear and so anger or hatred, that it goes back to a place of interacting with others with love. There is Archangel Jophiel, who is the Archangel of um, creativity. And she's inviting us to be more responsible and more expressive in what we create. um, Because we create with our thoughts and we create with our words. And our words can be either walls or bridges. Uh, not for nothing, we see so many walls being built, and it really is a time where we need bridges. Kiel is the archangel. It's the justice of God who helps us see things from a a higher perspective, and so can help us with pardon, with forgiveness, so that we're not carrying the weight of the past around with us, because a bird can't fly with mud on its wings. Mm -hmm. And then we move into the archangel Ariel. Ariel is all about the earth. And is there more a more important alliance than uh, an archangel specifically there for humans that want to return uh, to a, a relationship of harmony with the earth? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. There's Ariel. There's Uriel. Uriel is the fire of God, and he is there for natural catastrophes. He is also there for moments of cat- catastrophic moments of change on the individual or on the collective level. And so we know that he's very, very called upon uh, to uh, help us handle these crises and also rebuild afterward. Mm-hmm. There's Metatron who helps us with understanding. God, I just don't understand why this happened. He's the guy that can help us. And once we understand, isn't it easier to handle, to digest and to move on from something? It's when we don't understand that it kind of sticks in our crop. Sandalphone is the archangel of music and don't we need a lot of music these days? The music that's that comes, the savage beast. Uh, uh, let's see. Now, um, Azrael is the angel of death. And he's not the one going around killing people. Huh? This is the archangel that comes to help us as a form of great bright light at our most fragile moment when we're facing the, the veil and when we move up moving through it. So uh, he is a great ally. He can help us also to work with that veil while we're still alive, which is very interesting. Uh, moving forward, there's Archangel Jeremiel who helps us with uh, dreaming, mm-hmm. uh, our clairvoyance that's sometimes expressed through dreaming. My understanding is that we will again begin to get more information through uh, the dreaming. Um, we have Raguel, who is uh, like the Energinus or bunny. Uh, when we need a boost, he's there. He also helps us in all situations where we need justice, where we're um, working within the justice system, per- perhaps, but it's also social justice. And so I would argue that that's a very, very important alliance these days. Samuel or Samuel is he who seeks God. So I don't know about you but uh he's like the saint anthony of the archangels and i call on him all the time because me and my keys we separate pretty easily so that's for small things or great things and uh i love when people tell me oh you know Catherine, angels have better things to do than to help you find your keys or help find a parking spot i'm always like really think about it you know what kind of a state do we get ourselves into when we can't find our keys or when we can't find our parking space? And are we peace and love at those moments? So the angels are always there to help us shift and align further with the truth of who we are. So they are happy to help us with uh, such uh quote unquote small things. Archangel Haniel is very interesting these days because uh, that's the grace of God. And she helps people who are very sensitive Get through manage handle their energy and more peacefully live in turbulent times with the shifting that's going on there are more and more empaths and more and more sensitives out there and she is an ideal partner for them the last of the 15 is raziel and raziel is the secret of god and he helps us to move into alignment with our soul and so really um almost esoteric knowledge, but by living it, by inviting that uh, complete alignment uh, and enlightenment eventually.
1: One of the things I was struck by, and I want to talk to you about it, is that as I went through these, it it explained a lot to me. Mm. The way you've laid this, Catherine, out in the book, explained a lot. And I want to get back to the woman that came in the bank with the amethyst Because when I go through the book, and I know you've got an upcoming book coming out, you also include the crystal or the stone, Mm -hmm. right, in the book. And sometimes we're drawn to different things at different times. Maybe it's a color. Um, You've got a red-orange background. I Mm -hmm. am drawn to bright orange, and people ask me, when did that start? I think it started about six years ago, maybe, um, that bright level of orange. I've always been, I like orange. I'm wearing blue and black today. But there in the book, you walk us through and you tell us so much about them. But you also give us some guidance in how to do it or how to go about it or what to do. But there was a part in the book that I, I I'm probably going to misquote it, but let me just say it. You talk about playing small and I want to talk about this because I think when we think we're not worthy of asking, we play at a level that we don't really want to play at. And so I play a sport and I had a coach that would say to me, you're not playing to win. You're playing not to lose. If you play not to lose. And your opponent is playing to win. What do you think? Well, I mean, that stuck with me. And mm-hmm. I think about, and it's a really short paragraph in the book about playing small. I don't think we can solve the problem at the level that it was created or that with that same level of thinking. It requires expansiveness. It requires creativity. What is the impact of playing small when we really don't really want to? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so so I would argue that if we're playing small, it's because our circumstances up until this point have led us uh, to shrink, sometimes so as not to render those around us um, uncomfortable. Yes. Uh, and, and a lot of times it's that, we're, we're afraid of scaring them off, we want people to like us and appreciate us. Um, and sometimes it's also because the world has convinced us that we're not good enough. So. Those two things are not mutually exclusive, but there are two primary reasons why uh, somebody might be in a position where they're faking it, where they're playing small, where they're hiding out. In the book I'm writing, I call it um, hiding under the, the blanket fort, you know. So it's, um, it's not really emerging and not daring our truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we do that, That will lead us, unless we shake it off at some point, that will lead us to an end where there will be regret. Because it is impossible to align ourselves with our soul's mission if we're going to continue to fake being smaller than we are. We're each and all of us children of God, of the source, of the divine. And each and all of us hmm, have that spark or that flame or that fire, depending on whether or not we fan it it shines. So we can walk around being a candle or we can go ahead and build the, the uh the, pha, the lighthouse uh, that we could actually be and actually get ourselves to a position where we're at service.
1: So I gotta tell you the angel that I think hit me up not okay. too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really unexplainable. Um, I woke up one day and I, I tend to do this. I woke up one day and I think I said to Jessica, or Linda. I want to do a different show. Um, It's going to air on our network, Transformation Talk Radio. It's not going to be on the AM FM channels at the moment. Um, And it's called Power Up with Dr. Pat. And and they kind of stepped back and they were like, you're really going to use the word power. And I'm going to, and I said, oh yeah, I mean, women just do not like the word power. And i said it's time for us and i said actually i have a little acronym for it but when i looked at your book i was looking at i'm telling you this angel i opened the book like random open the book and i opened the book and i went to the page like 156 and there's this angel a archangel raguel is that correct and I started to like, oh, oh, judgmentalist for it. Oh, social justice. Wow, I spent 10 years studying that. And then I went on the Energizer Angel. And then I flipped the page. Power me up. This is the angel uh-huh. for the day we live. And I thought, oh, you've been helping me. Can Ah. it work like that? I mean, can it work where I'm totally never heard of this angel before? I walk in, (laughs) I want to do power up. If you look at the colors of the banner of the show, it's red. It's like a subway. It's me in a red jacket or whatever that jacket is. And out of the blue, it's like, really, you want to do another show? Mm -mm, And mm -mm. why is that different than the Dr. Pat show? Mm -mm. And I said, well, more to be revealed. Can it happen that way? Mm -hmm. And how do we listen for it or see it? yeah well you
2: know the answer to that question but i'll say it anyway yes it can happen that way and isn't it great that it can happen that way because you had the message and then by a series of coincidences got the book to take a look at it and opening it up fell exactly to that archangel and that particular phrase and i'm sorry a series of coincidences so intricate it's not a coincidence. So right. um, the beauty of it is there's a huge sense of humor behind all of this. It's And funny. when we see something like that, our brain, which is gonna try to explain it away, has a rough time of it. <laughs> so this is how um, our defenses are pierced. Experience by experience, we start to realize that, yes, there's help and thank God, literally, that help has a an excellent sense of humor, mm-hmm. so I, I call them the wink winks and the nudge. Get it? <laughs> very subtle, not very subtle. When I started with the angels, I said, "Listen, you know, whatever it is, just make it really clear. Make it so clear that even an idiot could get it." You know, yeah. so so. Um, the more obvious, the better. We have a lot of fun with obvious. And so thank you for sharing that. because
1: I, I wanted to share it because, I, I mean, yeah. people will get the book and they'll read more about it. But mm-hmm. it is really like became like, yeah, I'm going to talk to you more often. The other thing I want to ask you about, and this has been also my Achilles heel for most of my life, and not so much when I was younger, but even when I started the show, I loved it. It was an accident that I actually got it. 10 minutes, spent 10 grand for one hour on the internet in 2003. I don't know what angel that was. Um, But then I started to doubt myself. Then I started to hear people say, wow, dude, you went to school for 10 years to do what? By airtime? What are you, crazy? On a show that's called what? Crust busting? And then I go to the part of your book. And this is the part I I, want to spend, you know, some time with here towards, you know, for the rest of the show. Doubt is an energy. Doubt is one of these things that other people can help you with. Mm -hmm. Doubt is something that could become a cousin. Now, most people fear is their thing. Mm -hmm. I I can jump out of an airplane, right? At 15,000 feet. Mm -hmm. But doubt, that thing that starts to crawl under my skin, I needed to develop tools. In the book, you talk about master your energy and i think this is so critical in doing what you are offering us in the book and i think it's a game changer and a showstopper and i'm so glad you included it can you talk about
2: it about managing your energy yeah master yeah it's 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 really if we can imagine that the the body physical mental emotional and spiritual is our instrument and um Often the body plays us instead of the other way around. Uh, For people that are sensitive, we can be like on a roller coaster. It can be too difficult this life, Um, ups and downs, highs and lows. And we see the proof of it all around, depression, burnout. uh, These uh, maladies are also epidemics um, in the world. And so it, it behooves us to understand how our energy is impacted and not just how, because it's what. What good is that if we just understand why we're being pulled down? But how to stop that? You know, how to how to take um, responsibility for our energy and and put ourselves in the driver's seat, so that it's uh, it's we who are the ones that are impacting the world around us, and not vice versa. So uh, we talk, everybody's talking about high and low energy, and obviously that's the case. It exists even in common vernacular, everybody talks, oh, today I'm kind of low or today I'm flying high. But the difference really between why somebody will pull someone down or rather conversely when we're pulled up by somebody is a question of power. How... Um, fortified is our energy? How much care are we taking of ourselves uh, in order to, to boost and practice and muscle up? Mm-hmm. So, so it is absolutely a question of power. And recognizing that our energy bodies are to be nourished and taken care of just as our human bodies are. Yeah. Doubt as a, as a basis is not in itself negative. Yeah. You know, I think it's an excellent point of departure. And then as we accumulate these proofs, then um, we release it and there's no part of us who thinks that we're being taken for a ride. So it's important to honor the doubt and then transform it naturally. But when the doubt comes from other people, it's also important to note that other people have a vested interest in our not changing. Um, Because if we can imagine everybody who's in relationship to us, imagine it's like a canoe. And if we stand up, their world is rocked. So, especially those who do not dare their dreams, they're not so happy, whether it's conscious or not conscious, to see us daring ours. So, when the doubt comes from other people, let them keep it. <laughs> Thank you for your opinion. You know, I won't say opinions are like <clears throat> everybody's got one, but uh, effectively, when the doubt is within, then it's really interesting to to build up our energy and build up our um, our own personal experiences with the angels, why not do it with help?
1: Uh, I wanna ask you this question. Um, uh, here's the thing, and this is what I'm gonna wrap it up with because I, I know there's so much more uh, uh, to talk about. I think some, I don't like the word tested, um, but I'm just gonna say for me, I think I've gone through some things in life I don't know if it's to make sure that, you know, this is your life's path and we want to make sure you're going to do it, Pat. Um, But seriously, the whole thing is really for me to stay fortified, to stay beyond the doubt. And it's been, I tell you what, it's been a journey. I mean, when your partner of 13 years turns around and says, "Uh, okay, wait, you were supposed to go get that PhD to make a million dollars consulting, not pay a million dollars for airtime. Now, if that doesn't want to get you on your path, but it didn't, that relationship no longer exists because sometimes the pull to be on a path is greater than the pull to not be on the path. And your book gives us the tools. So my, Now power up uh, and I'm going to end with this. And then I want to ask you for your personal message and website. Mm -hmm. I got an email from someone that said, are you going to do like a power up group? And, and, and the answer is yes. So I want to ask you this. What Mm -hmm. is your personal message for folks today? Please give out your website. Tell them how to get a copy of the book. And then also. I'd love for you to leave us with your power-up thought.
2: Okay. So, um, Hudson.fr. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm doing messages uh, from the angels every day here from Paris, so you wake up to them uh, where you are in the States. Um, I think the message from the angels is, uh, try us, you'll like us. Mm-hmm. Just uh, subsequent to this, maybe just take a second and say, okay, show me.